You're listening to Intentional Optimists, the podcast for unconventional leaders, where you'll find inspiration, learn to discover and develop your own strengths, and hear from inspiring women just like you who are making a difference in their community. Who knows, you just might find yourself stepping up as the next unconventional leader right where you are. I'm your host, Andrea Johnson, the original Intentional Optimist. If you know me, even just a little, you've probably heard me talk about core values. You know, those unchanging attributes we each have. They function a bit like guardrails in our lives, keeping us moving in our preferred direction, kind of in between the lines. I've shared many times that my number one core value is community. And by that, I mean a feeling of fellowship with others as a result of sharing common attitudes, interests, and goals, which is coincidentally, one of the dictionary definitions of the word. Now, my last two guests have both highlighted the need for connection and networking, which I can't help but see as a means to grow community. So I'd like to share some reasons that I think community is both vital to our ability to flourish and achievable. But let me start with just a little bit of background. My parents were missionaries. We lived in Seoul, South Korea, and we arrived there on May 18th, 1974. I was nearly eight years old, and gosh, it's so interesting to me the things that I remember and the things that I don't. Now, I know that my mind idealizes certain memories, but somehow it no longer matters to me that much. I just recognize it and I allow it. Now, my memories of Taechon Beach, or what I usually call the beach, is an entire subset of those memories. For those of us raised in that missionary world, Tachon Beach is remembered as a rest and recreation place, but most of all, community. It's a small strip of land about halfway down the west coast of South Korea, and the Tachon Beach Association, which was made up mostly of missionary families, leased it from the Korean government for some arbitrary number like 76 or 99 years. The cabins there were small, many had no more than one or two tiny bedrooms, and none had hot water or phones. By the time we arrived in 1974, they pretty much all had electricity, though. Now, it wasn't uncommon for the women and children to head down or up, depending on where you were in the peninsula, to the beach as early as mid-June and not return to their respective cities until mid-August, partially because much of the work would stop in the heat of the summer and it was a really safe place for us to go. Therefore, summer quickly became synonymous with the beach. What we created was a full, thriving mini-economy, an international community where the U.S. Mid-Atlantic or New England leisure culture permeated the Asian pines, Shell Bay sand, and Rocky Hillside. Y'all, it's inexplicable. What I found there, however, was a place to be me. A place where the things we had in common were more important than what we didn't. And we voluntarily banded together in our own little third culture haven, every summer. No, it wasn't all peace, love, and butterflies. Yes, kids still did mean things and adults still disagreed. But somehow, the community we built rose above all that normal, everyday noise, leaving all who were blessed to experience it with a kind of odd reverence for a thing that may never be recreated. But why? Well, We were reminded a couple of episodes ago by Michelle Tillis Letterman that all of our happiness is improved through relationships. 
everything we want to accomplish can be done better, faster, and easier through our connections and building relationships. And last week, we learned from Kelly Hoey the value of having a network or community around us that can see things in you that you may not be able to see in yourself, and how important it is to have a good mentor and be a good mentor. If these sound like familiar refrains, they should. These principles are the foundation of good community, the type of community that is intentional, purposeful, and designed to help you grow. Now, for the sake of time, I'm not going to go into all the different types of communities, but they can be centered around religious affiliations, sports, hobbies, demographics, heritage. But I'd like to look at how community is vital to your flourishing and achievable in both your personal community or your friend group and a structured or professional community. So why is community vital to your flourishing? Well, just as a reminder, flourishing is creating an atmosphere and an environment that is conducive to vigorous growth. Now, our personal communities, like your friend group, are voluntary, which is actually pretty cool. We gravitate to those with whom we share common attitudes, beliefs, and goals, and that gives us a sense of calm. Just knowing we're surrounded by those with whom we're less likely to experience conflict helps us settle and kind of let our guard down. And inside these communities, we're accepted for who we are, and we're celebrated and lifted up. Now, when we are intentionally in community for a specific purpose, like professional organizations or common cause organizations, it provides a supportive environment or atmosphere where we have a shared camaraderie. We all know we're on the same journey. And as the definition suggested, it provides a feeling of fellowship or friendly association. Community can also provide a sense of safety, a figurative or literal barrier to threat or harm, and social justice type communities come to mind with this one. Now, community also promotes some really good things in us. It promotes a sense of belonging, helps us see we're part of a bigger picture, maybe see things from a different perspective, you know, see the forest instead of just the trees. It also gives us a better understanding of who we are. Remember, they can see things in us that we don't necessarily see, which helps us grow. It also promotes a sense of purpose and a spirit of intention, knowing that we're all headed in the same direction or we all have the same goal in mind. And it also promotes a spirit of altruism or generosity when we band together for the greater good. These important aspects and characteristics are why community is vital to your flourishing, because it provides that particularly favorable environment that enables and promotes vigorous growth. But how is community achievable? Well, first, let's talk about your personal community. You and I can intentionally create that supportive community that we need, one that ebbs and flows with our life circumstances, career choices, and level of personal growth. This is what both Michelle and Kelly were talking about. They call it creating connections or networking. I call it building community. The nice thing is that there is no limit to this type of community, other than your willingness to make the effort. Because I don't think that anyone is saying there's no effort involved. However, the benefits far outweigh whatever effort is expended for sure. It can be as simple as asking someone for a LinkedIn connection or striking up a conversation with the other parents at the weekly soccer game. I've had both of those scenarios create new people within my own personal community that I'm in touch with years later. But this is also where living the tenets of intentional optimism creates proactive and positive ways to do this without thinking... Okay, now I've got to go and create connections, right? 
Okay, for instance, when I'm living optimistically, I live in hopeful anticipation of meeting new people each day that I can both add value to and receive value from. When I live with presence, I seek for the good and beauty in others with kindness and generosity, knowing that others will be drawn to that attitude. Those are definitely the people I want in my community. When I live energetically, I'm focused on people rather than things, and I share my joy and creativity without reservation. I mean, who's not attracted to that? When I live courageously, I share my vision, inviting others to follow, understanding that sometimes I'll walk a more solitary path, and that's okay. And then when I live with wisdom, I desire to listen more than I talk, and the words I do speak are respectful and gracious, with the understanding that not everyone needs to be in my community, and that's also okay. When I live with intentionality, I set accomplishable goals and plans to engage with people who will help me grow. Now, every single one of those things get me outside of myself, outside of my fears and my limiting beliefs, and into an others-facing mindset, which is automatically more engaging. This is how I can grow my own community organically, yet with intention. Now, let's talk about what you need to create or build a structured community. It's important to recognize sometimes we do need a more structured and defined environment or community to help us through certain stages of our lives and careers. These can be professional associations, membership communities, or even your job or career path, as long as you're really intentional about it. These types of professional communities create specialized atmospheres with a unique purpose in mind. Kelly Hoey's experience with 85 Broads is a great example. And if you didn't catch that story, just scroll back to episode 78. It's a super story. But what about communities that are structured yet not professional in nature? They're kind of encapsulated or a sub-community, like the summer musicals that I participated in at the beach. The shared experience of working, not just toward an end goal, but in the pursuit of making something beautiful— the music, the set, costumes, makeup, and acting, it all played a role in teaching me that some things can only be accomplished when working in community and cooperation with others. The very best casts are made up of diverse, unique, and talented individuals whose beauty is celebrated through their own expression, spotlighted when appropriate, and harmonized with the chorus to create one beautiful whole picture, that specific end goal, community. When I developed intentional optimism, part of that philosophy included how community has formed me, my message, and in turn, the community I seek to build. You see, that's partly why I developed it in the first place. I couldn't find the community that I wanted or needed, so I created my own. And perhaps now, when you hear me say, launch from the beach, you might recognize that I'm referring to that special community I thought was irreplicable. And it's not just a general happy, feel-good place, to be sure, it is those things, but it's a safe, structured community for women who feel that pull, who know they're made for something more. And maybe that's you. Maybe you feel that pull. Maybe you're ready to go, but you don't know where to start. Well, Launch from the Beach is a safe harbor where you can, let's go with this whole analogy of the boat, deconstruct, reconfigure, rebuild, and launch all with the support of the community. Because deconstructing whatever it is you've always done, 
be it your job, career, belief system, you need a space of non-judgment, of welcome, and a place where you have some scaffolding and structure so you don't just do all the deconstructing and then walk away, leaving some kind of a battered boat on the sand. For example, let's say you've always dreamed of starting your own business, and you're pretty sure you're at a stage in your life and career that could be your best option to do it. Or maybe you've just gone up the ladder as far as you can and you're ready to explore your options. It's easy just to up and quit your job one day when you get fed up, but then what? You can start right here in this community where it's safe to deconstruct whatever boat you've been working on your whole life and say, you know what? I'm going to reconstruct in this safe place with people who will give me good ideas, encouragement, and I'm going to start with the smallest goals I have, which might just be to show up every week. This is a community where you can explore your ideas and options, set some goals and see what works, learn from others on similar life journeys, and make decisions based on where you want to go rather than where you don't want to be. It's a community in which we focus on and live all those same tenets of intentional optimism that I mentioned earlier as a way to ensure that we're building toward the future, one step at a time. Sometimes you just need to accomplish one or two small things each week in order to build your confidence muscle, which will then open the door to bigger and bigger things. So building and achieving community is an intentional practice, and I encourage you to set your intention on finding and building community personally. And if you need a structured place to find welcome, shared attitudes, and fellowship, you can book a free 30-minute consultation and we'll strategize for your future and maybe see if Launch from the Beach might be that community for you. All my contact information is in the show notes, and I can't wait to hear from you and all about your community. Until next time. Hey, thanks for spending your precious time with us today. If you love this podcast and find it to be uplifting and helpful, follow us or subscribe. Then please take a moment and leave a review and one of those amazing five-star ratings. You can also snap a screenshot right where you listen, share it to social media, and tag me. This helps others find us and will have an even bigger impact. If you're curious what it would be like to work more closely with me, or to step up as an unconventional leader yourself, schedule a free discovery session and we'll chat. But maybe you're an entrepreneur looking for a support team. I'd like to personally invite you into my collaborative community, Launch from the Beach. It could be just what you're looking for. All of my contact information and all the links are included in the show notes. And don't forget, you can always connect with other intentional optimists in our Facebook community. You can follow my Facebook or Instagram page, or even connect with me on LinkedIn. Additionally, I invite you to subscribe to my newsletter, Optimistic Living. It's good stuff delivered straight to your inbox on a not-so-strict schedule, but always from the heart. Remember, unconventional leaders lead at every level, in any area, using their unique gifts. And you, my friend, are a leader. You are the future of leadership and the role models for future generations. Until next time.